Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Whatever today has given you Five eleven headaches still call it Thanksgiving True Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Briggs, here with the Super Producer. Back from vacation is McMahon. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, Rob? How you doing? Chill, my man. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Glad to be here. Absolutely, man. Thank you for checking out the Super Duper Podcast. We do not take your listens lightly. We know you miss us, so we're giving you two in one week. Uh, two podcasts in one week, probably the first and last time. We're going to do this for a while until we get millions of you guys listening. Uh, but definitely check us out on Instagram at Super Duper Pod, S-U-P-A. D-P-A-P-O-D, and also follow us online at hp53productions.com for your merch that weather-breaking is, but still get you a hat, sweatshirt, it'd be just nice for those uh, nice, cool winter, uh, spring nights on the lakefront, but make sure you get your Southside DNA or your favorite podcast, and also check out on hp53productions.com, more content, the Father Good podcast with Kenny Stevenson and all Marshall Gibbons, and our own Ez McMahon with the Easy Smoking GM podcast. So I'm guys, sure you guys are talking about the NBA playoffs. I guess we took a week off, so. Oh, jeez. Jeez. <laughs> oh, we're actually, we're, we're going to record uh, tomorrow. So yeah, I think the big topic will be the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what else we're going to talk about. So how, how are they looking to you so far, man? It was a great weekend so far, man. Uh, yeah, was, I mean, I mean, I don't think I saw anything that was too unexpected. Uh, mm. you know, it sucks that it sucks that uh, Luka Doncic is out, and so that, yeah, that basically suck. takes the Dallas Mavericks out. But uh, well, they won tonight, man. They won tonight. Oh, did they? I didn't see. Yeah, Brunson scored forty-one, man. I was saying, wow. I'm like, Jazz, y'all, it's like, y'all messing up, Jazz. Y'all gonna, they gonna break up fast. It's like, y'all should not be losing. Well, here's the deal. It was, that, I mean, it was expected that the, you know, the Jazz breakup would come pretty quickly after the first round of the playoffs. Mm. And then, you know, with Luca being out, that should give the Jazz a shot to, to advance and, well, and get smacked around the second round. Yeah. Right. Ended, right. Ended, ended early, man. Wow. But, but whenever as and then record, make sure you check them out for you know, more sports takes. I'm sure it'll be NBA playoffs, start of the baseball season. You guys talk about hockey at all? I mean, I know you're a big hockey guy, but I was smoking. No, they're, they're not hockey guys. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I, I enjoy when the Blackhawks are winning. You know, and I know a little, I know, I know, I know yeah. a little pucks. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, no, we don't really talk about hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So more fair I mean, with the fandom on the easy smoke. <laughs> if the fans want it, we'll no. we'll, we'll talk I, some uh, we'll I talk some pucks. I don't think they want it, bro. No. I don't yeah. think they want it, man. Make sure yeah. you check out all the HP fifty three content at HP fifty three productions So as a lot we miss in our in our hiatus, a few things. First, I want to say happy belated birthday to my mama. Well, you know, obviously I turned her happy birthday on her birthday, but I didn't get to do it on the pod. So had a good birthday with her. Uh, we met, we missed Easter, man. You know, Easter just, just was uh, this weekend. So I hope everybody had a good Easter weekend. You know, I love the uh, black tradition of the kids getting dressed up and my boys, you know, took them to the barbershop and get their face. So I took them to a different barber and uh, it's a woman, you know, she's a nice looking lady. Right. And so, you know, my boys, they never notice anything. They don't be there. never be paying attention to screaming stupid stuff. But today is, well, when they got the haircut, Ed, guess what? They sitting down nice and quiet, looking at her, being very sweet. Aiden says, so when you're done with my haircut, can I get a big kiss? And I went, what? <laughs> huh? Huh? You'll get arrested, kid. <laughs> What's she say? Oh, she said no. Well, first she didn't flinch, which means guys, little kids, and grown men must ask her that all the time. Before <laughs> 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 he said again, I turned around, and said, "Hey!" I turned around, and cut that off. I was like, "No, don't answer that question." Aiden, too aggressive, a little aggressive, son. They get get in trouble for that nowadays, man. Hey, man, you gotta shoot your shot when you can. Hey, man. He, hey, listen, man, that brother like all the women. I must say, I I do that. And listen, we, he was seven to eight. We doing a trick or treat in the neighborhood, man. He doesn't look at the seven to eight year olds. A little twelve year old walk by. He he goes, "Hi, what's your costume?" I go, "Hey, 
ain't mad at you, fam. <laughs> if he gonna shoot, shoot that thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> so uh, one final thing, man. You know, uh, over the uh, Chicago history, the hundredth birthday of Harold Washington, man, passed April fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, again, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't make a, as big a deal out of it as we should, but you know, he's a very prominent figure here in Chicago, not just Black Chicago history, but just Chicago history. Man, I remember the day he died, and you know, I think it was 89, 88, 89? 87. 87, okay. 87. Uh, and, and I just remember, man, my my parents and my sisters being so sad. You know what I'm saying? And 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 just like for weeks, my parents just like, you know. This isn't right. Something happened. They just, they, they, just, they just couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? And, you know, he just made, he, he was a symbol of just like black uh, excellence, black solidarity in, in the city of Chicago. You know, like in 87, that, that was like, man, he really won. This is like a really big deal. Was the first black mayor of Chicago, man. So you know, I always want to give honor and rest in power to Harold Washington, man. What's up, Vince? No, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was yeah. going to chime in, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, rest in power, you know, to Harold Washington, truly, I mean, just always known as a great figure. I see Chicago at the DuSable Museum. They got a big exhibit for him. Every time I would go in there, just kind of, you would, you know, hear some different things about Harold Washington, but you're going to make a point, man. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, have you seen the documentary Punch Nine? I have not. On, oh, it's, it's outstanding. We'll it was at the, uh, well, it was originally a part of the uh, Chicago Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in December, okay, and uh, I think it was and it was in a New York film festival as well. Um, uh, right soon after that, but I guess it's it's going to be released at some point this year on some uh, whatever platform is going to is going to uh, uh, pick it up. I'm sh- mm-hmm. I know they're going to pick it up because it's it's uh, uh, an outstanding doc wow. on on uh, just who he was as a man and just that entire. Uh, time period, um, you know, when he uh, ran for mayor and then, you know, shockingly won in 83. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, definitely once that comes out, Punch Nine is the the name of the doc. I'm surprised that we didn't talk about it on here uh, earlier. I don't think we have that's, that's my that's bad. Definitely, yeah, that definitely, that's, we definitely that's should bad. talk about that. But how about this man that we get a chance to view it? We'll view it and review it, you know what I'm saying, on the pod. Get people Absolutely. talking yeah. about it, man. Because yeah. I'm again, it's like, you know, we talk. We talked about with Dr. Williams, the black history that we talk about is like civil rights and we kind of skip over it. But it's like that part in the 80s, a lot of good things were really happening. And Harold Washington is a great example of like black history, like live and in color. I mean, I, I remember vividly just my family being, my, you know, the older people in my family being so sad because yeah, of what yeah. he represented it for, you know, the black community here in Chicago and just like, you know being black in Chicago, especially, you know, that's, that's 20 years removed from some really hard racism, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, here we have a brother who's a brother who's a mayor, you know what I'm saying? And that's a big deal if you know about Chicago and our mayors, like that is a big deal for him to be a first black mayor. So again, thank you for here watching for the life you live, man, for being an example for all us Chicagoans here. So Ed's got a good episode today. Again, we're doing two for one. So tax day just passed. And, uh, you know, we got our buddy Christopher Coons. I usually say shout out to the broski often, but this and this is the broski here. Uh, outside of being the broski, he is a tax professional and he's on here giving you some tips about, you know, your 2021 taxes, how to be prepared for 2022 and why you should talk to your accountant after April. So here's Chris. So usually on the show, you hear me referencing broski. I say shout out to broski. And that is my big brother, Chris Coonson. He is actually here today uh, representing CK21 Inc. And himself, he's an accounting professional. So I got most of you welcome to the Super Duper Podcast. My big brother, Mr. Chris Coons, how you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing all right. How's it going, sir? <laughs> Good to see you, sir. It's very proud. Ah, there it is, sir. <laughs> Everybody who knows us officially is probably cracking up right now because we're never this professional when we're in person. <laughs> uh, so, but I don't have you here on here to reminisce on the many times we've found out the suspect sign or been out and about. Shout out to Holly, Miss Holly Chanel for keeping us in line for many, many evening. You're on the episode today uh, because we're going to talk about taxes. Uh, this Friday will be tax day and i'm sure a lot of accounting professionals such as yourself are busy and running and people are running you down with the wrong information and wrong papers i just want to talk about you know 
tax season and stresses about it. And, and you know, I know I think this is a financial literacy month as well. So I'm sure you can give some tips for people how they can be better prepared for their next go around of taxes. So, uh, you know, why is this period of time so stressful for people? Like, why do why do you think it's the stressful time of the year for folks? I think it's just a, a historical belief or fear of the IRS. Like you're going to mm. get in trouble. Mm. I think that was probably, hey, I wasn't supposed to say that, but uh, you know, it's just over the years, everybody's just been made to be, to fear it. Like something is going to go wrong. You're going to get in trouble and it's just get passed down generation, generation. Mm. So now, you know, everybody is talking about their return, what they're going to get from the taxes, right? Is getting a big return a good thing? Because in the, you know, you always have your people that are saying, you know, they get an X amount of dollars. But some folks are saying you, the government, you know, shouldn't have your money. You shouldn't be giving your money to, you, you know, a big return is a bad thing. Like, what's, what's your take on it? Well, so it can go either way. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the grand scheme of things, perfect world, you'd get back zero. You'd either pay very little or get back very little in terms of refund if you're getting back a huge refund that just means that you're giving the government basically a loan for 12 months and you're overpaying taxes throughout the year and then they give you some of it back at tax file so so is one worse than the other because i would imagine you know i'm sure there's some people who you know they, they don't give the full amount right but I imagine that they get penalized somehow around tax time. Is that the case? Well, so that's the tricky part of just taxes, right? So a tax return, I could do a tax return one way. Somebody else can do a tax return another way. It could be a third version of a tax return. They all can be right, right? um, They would all get accepted. I won't necessarily say that they're right. Mm -hmm. But a tax return is based upon interpretation about what you're doing. Uh, tax returns, more than one ter- return can be prepared, and they come. They have different outcomes. It doesn't mean that they're incorrect. They just are viewing things in a different way. For the most part, your tax refund in general is the is is a the way a lot of people save money. The government just holds it for you. And then you get the big lump sum return at the in April or you know beginning of next year. So you recoup after everything. So the general public sometimes uses it as a savings plan. But you know, big returns aren't necessarily a good thing. It just depends on how you manage your money. Well, I don't know about the people buying them TVs and getting their radio fixed. That big return sounds like a great thing. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. No, no, but I, no, but I, I kind of see what you're saying in, ter- in terms of like how it's really supposed to be viewed. But I think that you said it perfectly. I never considered it that way, but it does work that way, right? It's like, you know, this tax money or this lump is coming around April. So maybe you plan, you know, this is your summer trip money or this is your, you know, whatever you know from right. an expense here and then you just know that the tax return will go there and so yeah, now it is forced right mm. so simply because you know we may not necessarily know what what we're doing or how to do it to you know make it as low as possible but it's a forced government loan that they give you some of it back provided you file your taxes the right way when you say right way, meaning that you 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 find the loopholes, find the things that make sure. Loopholes have been changes way. I ain't gonna use the word loophole. Is that like know. a curse word in tech in the tax profession or something like that? You know, that, that people come get you. Saying loopholes and then he's like, "Well, is it legal? Is it right?" But literally, literally, it's all about just viewing things. Everything that we do in terms of tax strategy and planning is based upon. You know, are we going to look at it this way or can we look at it that way? Mm. And like I said, both returns can be what can be correct. And they'll get accepted. They just one refund or liability might be higher and it'll be totally different from another return. Mm. 
That sounds very fun. So what are some common mistakes when people are filing their personal taxes, right? Because you talked about like a big concern for folks is not having the government, you know, come to you and say that something is wrong or, you know, doing something wrong. Like I, I've, I've done something wrong with my taxes a long time ago in my early 20s and I owe like a G and I was sick. You know what I'm saying? I think I didn't, I forgot to sign something or it was like something I thought was very small. But clearly the government yeah. thought it was very large. Yeah. Typically, uh, most college graduates end up getting caught on the education credit because mm. we keep taking it after graduation. And they say, no, they come back and get you. But the biggest, the biggest mistake that I see in people filing an individual return mm. is, you know, they just don't look at it. If they, if they have somebody else do it or prepare it, even if they do it themselves, if they use the tax software programs, they're just going through the interview, punching in numbers. And once they submit it, it gets accepted. They never look at it. So there's no real understanding of, you know, what's in it. I'll prepare some taxes. I try to walk the client through it a little bit. I mean, they don't have to understand everything or be able to prepare a return. But you should like, all right, look at the gross wages and be like, okay, this is how much I made. Flip it over to the page two. Understand what credits you got and why you got them. And, you know, where, you know, if somebody's doing, doing your taxes, ask them, where does number come from? And what does this mean? Mm. Right? Why did I get this refund? I know people, they get their taxes done, they come in the office all the time and they're like, well, the person that filed your taxes, you know, did you, you, you got this business, where's the information that documents this business? And they're like, I don't have a business. Well, why you have a Schedule C? Well, what's that? So, you know, people preparing taxes for others is also a, a thing too. Okay. So, if you're gonna pay somebody to prepare your taxes, you're giving them money and they're gonna you know, prepare your tax return, they should be signing on it. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to be collecting money and preparing other people's taxes and you're not signing off on it. Cause you have to have some liability with it, right? In the event something goes wrong. If you're gonna be a paid tax preparer, you have to have what's called a P10 number. Mm -hmm. That okay, you put and on, the, on the return, okay. Right, and that goes on the return. There's a section on the bottom of the 1040 that says pay prepare. If you pay somebody money to have your taxes done, their information should go there. But so many people are paying folks that are using TurboTax and giving them their return and, they, and they're letting them sign off on it as if they themselves prepared the return. What? And then they have issues and they, you know, we end up seeing them in the office and we're like, well, I pay somebody to do this and they messed it up, da da da, and I flip it open and I'm like, your name is at the bottom of this, not theirs. Right. So liability is always going to lie with them. I, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised that they're scammers, but people really, I, that's crazy. So they they take but your they're money. Not scamming. That's just okay. Everybody. It, it goes back to the you scared of the government and tax returns and tax season and all that, and mm -hmm. you don't understand it, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody does, and they're willing to, you know, just do it for you. The majority of tax preparation is simple. You got a W-2 job, you got a couple kids, maybe a mortgage, um, if it gets crazy, maybe you switch jobs, you got unemployment or something. It's pretty simple. Your general basic tax preparation software will get you through it. And most folks can do it on their own. But when you start, you know, doing something extra, so you purchase rental property or you do have a business or something, you know, you, you start getting into that realm where you don't necessarily understand everything and somebody is like, yeah, I'll do it for you. But they're just using the same free software that so you, you could buy at the store sure. and they just know, you know what goes in the boxes. But I guess, though, if I'm paying you, and I mean, this is probably just semantics at this point, but if I'm paying you, 
isn't that a level of liability? But I guess if that's not our agreement, I'm just paying you to prepare them for me. Then it, it's not. I see. I when, see it come, when, it's, when it's all said and done, yeah. all notices will come to you. As the, as the person who um, is on the return, mm-hmm. and if you have any issues with it, it's gonna be on whoever is the preparer of the return. If your name is in that box, it's all on you. For me, if my name is in that box, then you coming back to the office and you saying, "Hey, look at this. They sent this. Let's okay. Well, let's figure it out because you know we on the hook. That's why we have insurance to if we make any." you know, egregious mistakes, we can handle it. Mm. So folks, if people are giving you a 50% discount for you to sign it, that would be a good look. Right. You know, <laughs> why pay me the accountant to do your taxes or whatever? I yeah. just give me a hundred bucks. I'll do it for you. I'll knock it out. No, Jack. So now we, we have a lot of people on the pod that are small business owners. And, you know, we had a whole section about living dreams and whatnot. Now, but everybody always said, from a business standpoint, they hated like taxes and all that stuff, even though they were creative. So like, you know, for the folks who are, they have their own businesses, what's the most common mistakes you see with, with folks on their business taxes? Uh, one, the, the biggest one I would say is probably not planning hmm. and not having an idea of what you want to do. And I'd say the follow-up to that is listening to the 15-second gurus. Oh, on the tiki Taki and on, the, on, the, on the, the social media send-off. Yeah. Because, you know, you're never going to get the full picture of what somebody is trying to explain in 15 seconds. And going into business and setting up entities and whatnot is kind of, it's, it's popular. It's like a fad, right? It's real popular for you to get into and getting into business credit and everything. It's a good thing to do. I mean, small business, private ownership, privatization is always a good thing. Working for yourself is great. Mm -hmm. But you want to always ask questions and just kind of understand what you're doing because once you get so far down the road and you're not paying attention, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, LLC, let me go do it. I'm going to do it on my own because I don't want to pay nobody. And you got some information from social media. We do a lot of unwinding and trying to fix stuff after the fact of individuals that try to just go out and, well, I heard this and I heard that and somebody told me this and you know, biggest thing I could say is find somebody you trust and ask questions. No different than if you know somebody and you see them and they got a nice haircut. You say, ooh, somebody cut your hair really nice. I like that. Direct me to them. Well, if you know someone that is involved in what you want to get into, then you ask them who are their professionals, right? Mm-hmm. Why listen to somebody tell you about how to do taxes or whatever and about, say, like real estate, and they don't have any? Mm-hmm. Or they small business and they don't have any. Don't, you don't have to listen to that person and what they have to say per se. You can just ask them, okay, well, who does your stuff? And then go to them because they may not necessarily fully understand it because your situation, nine times out of 10, although you're doing the same thing, is going to be different. And that's where tax preparation is. It gets a little tricky because we are not the same. We're always going to have something different. Hmm. You mean so you're talking about the preparers are, are different, right? Just how you view it and how you prepare the taxes? Is that what well, you mean? The, just, the, or the, or the, the preparers are the preparers are different too, but the yeah. clients they're all That's um, they, they, they you got individual situations. And tax preparers, you know, just as a disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer, I'm also not a CPA, uh, a certified public accountant. I am an accountant. All accountants aren't made equal. Okay, 
all CPAs, certified public accountants, don't do tax returns. That's not that's not necessarily their skill set, their skill base, right? Mm-hmm. We we actually do prepare <laughs> CPAs tax returns, or we'll have we we've got some affiliations with some um, CPA offices that they send us their clients because you know they do something else for them, but they don't do taxes, right? So. Everybody's not made equal. All tax preparers don't aren't familiar with the same thing. So, you know, our office, we kind of handle the gamut of everything because we work with individuals and small businesses, large businesses, um, professional sports players. We we get some of everything mm-hmm. versus, you know, some of the big box places that they typically only see an individual return. If you walk in there with, you know, 15 properties and a LLC or trust and you got K-1s and stuff like that, that person sitting behind that desk is might just be the first time that they've seen those type of documents. So, you know, you just kind of want to vet who you're working with. Mm-hmm. So now, Tax day obviously is Friday, so most people already have their returns. Correction. Oh, okay. It's actually Monday this year. Oh, shout out to Monday. So tax 18th. day is on the 18th. Oh, I remember hearing that. It's on the 18th. So again, still most people probably got their taxes in because they want their refund to buy that TV and get that boat. But uh, so how or can people? Rims. How can all, all, all the rims? Do people still have spinning rims nowadays? Have you? I haven't seen one. Oh, William. Somebody got one out there. Like, yeah, shout out to the taxes. But um, how can people prepare next year for their taxes? Like, what are some things that we should be keeping records of? I mean, like, I know the W-2, we got to wait for the jobs. But are there, you know, especially if I have a small business or, you know, anything? Because a lot of times when you're with your tax preparer, you know, they're asking you, like, you know, what's your phone bill? And how often do you use that? You know what I mean? It just depends. And so are there, what are some things we should be keeping track of to prepare for next year? those are the basics i mean the individual return i'd say about 90 percent of your documents are going to get mailed to you if whatever you're doing you got a mortgage you're going to get your 1098 you're in school you're going to get your uh, 1098t if you got unemployment you get a 1099g all that stuff is going to come in the mail to you so basically you're just waiting for stuff to come or you're going online to print documents just to collect them. Now, if you have a business, and let me preface this by saying, when we get having a a sole proprietor business is different than actually having an entity and getting incorporated. So as far as document collection and expense tracking, income tracking, there's gonna be a saying, but the tax returns are going to be vastly different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so things to keep up with: you always want to keep up with any expenses that you're using or you're incurring in business, and any funds that you are spending on equipment or subscriptions or the things that's coming out your pocket just for you to generate business or earn that dollar. And then any income that's coming in. But I just want to be clear on there's a there's a real thick line between I'm in business, me, I'm going out and I'm selling cookies versus I'm gonna go get incorporated and start an entity. So it's it's it it is it is a difference. And I mean we can have a whole day on that in itself okay so now something i've always found hilarious right is like you know accounting firms and account professionals like from february to april y'all are the most popular people in the world you know what i'm saying it's right. like the ads are everywhere it's like it's h&r blocks just it wasn't nothing in here. and now Pop it's just it. a line outside the store you know what balloons I'm saying? and djs outside it, it, people doing taxes on the bus stop you know what i mean just like you know listen 20 dollars off 
but I, so what's happening after April, right? Like after tax day, because I feel like I've, I thought to myself, you know, you should probably see a, an, an accounting professional sometime after April, right? You know what I mean? Like, is, right. so it, is it because I feel like people don't always tie the taxes to their financial literacy, right? It's like the ta- right. it's like almost like the taxes is a separate thing. So can you speak to that a bit? Like just the connection between the two, because I feel like if you're doing it right, you should be in constant conversation with your accounting. Is that, would you, would you, would you agree? Well, yeah, depending on what it is you're trying to do. Okay. So for the- So I'm like trying to ball. Do, I'm, try, I'm trying yeah, to ball, ball out. out. Yeah. All right. Well, out. if you're trying to ball out, then basically you're going, you're coming in and you're saying, look, I want a consultation, right? And we're going to talk about the type of stuff that you want to do. It's always going to start with a conversation with us. Mm. Right, we'll start there. What is it that you want to do? What you're trying to accomplish, and where you want to go? But for the general public, in terms of just filing their personal tax return, you just they're just trying to get it done by the deadline, and you know that's it. Um, a financial planner is somebody that they're sitting with in terms of like saving money and mm-hmm. putting in stock market and that type of stuff. But if you're going into business and you, you know, you're trying to earn money or, you know, provide some service or doing whatever. You, you're doing something extra, right? Yeah. You don't want to holler at me early on because February through, I say around May, is when we discuss what's going to happen for the rest of the year. Because we're plan, planning for the next tax filing. So right now, even though we're doing taxes, we got to talk about what you're going to do for this year because we want to have an idea of what's going to happen on the next file. Once December 31st passes, that's it. We can't yeah. change nothing. Yeah. So that's, that's, that, it's over. But um, yeah, you want to set up a plan, where you want to go, how you want to do something, uh, how much money you want to make. You know, do you want to incorporate or is it something you want to take on your own? You know, that, those type of things. So you get all that stuff lined up and you do it early because waiting just makes everything a little, you know, harder. Hmm. And, you know, let me ask this question. Does It doesn't matter like how much money I have. But like if I'm not a millionaire, right? I'm, I'm you know, I'm standing strong as a thousand there. I can still, I, it's still good to have an accounting professional on my side. Like, you know, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going to go into business, because the, the one thing that people. It's the. I'll do it myself or it costs mm-hmm. too much or I don't need it. Right. You're, the, the, if you're going to go into business, the first thing you want to do is figure out whether or not you're going to incorporate. Right. And you do that first. Okay, go ahead. Get started. Do it. Uh ask questions along the way, do the planning and everything. People skimp on having bookkeeping and preparing financials. So what we saw last couple of years with all the stimulus packages were um, loans that were available to businesses that they could get them. Well, I would say at least three or four times every day, somebody would come in and say, I'm trying to get the stimulus package loans but I need this, this, and this. And it was always, they need a financial statements. They, some folks, they needed bank, business bank accounts because they have those either. <laughs> Are these people arrested now? They're in jail now, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, they, they needed uh, documentation. So if you're going to have an entity, you got to function a certain way. Now, the reason I keep saying entity is that's because, you know, that that covers everything. The popular word or type is LLC, because that's all we hear. And people run out and like, yeah, I need an LLC, I need an LLC. That's not necessarily true, right? You pick the type of entity depending on what it is that you're trying to do. And it, you know, it could be LLC or it could be a corporation. It could be a... Um, and that's court. But, you know, you start with the conversation. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? And that's always where we start is 
all right, what are you going to do and how are we going to get there? So I'm going to switch gears a bit, man, just about, you know, we were talking about accounting and taxes. Like, how did you get into this field, man? Because people don't know, most of them don't know that you had a wicked jump shot and, you know, you was a pretty good baller in high school. Nobody know that. Nobody know that? I'm like, it's like me and six other people that know that. Unless they got the Sun Times from back then, you know. (laughs) Hey, man, somebody got it. But so, you know, so so since your budding NBA career came to an end, is that how you got into uh, into accounting? I mean, I I, I initially wanted to be a doctor when I I left the school. I never knew that, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was that was that was senior year. I didn't switch until right before graduation, and it was basically, all right. Every place, it doesn't matter what job area, field, industry, you gotta have accounting. So mm-hmm. you just you're not gonna get away from it. So now you want to doctor the numbers? Got it. I'm I'm joking. Sure. I'm joking. Bro. There's nowhere you're going to go that doesn't have it or need it. Yeah. So that's basically what I did. I did. was a corporate accountant for, what, 12, 12, 15 years or so. Mm -hmm. Then left that. And then uh, I got out of corporate and just went into private real estate, business, education, all that. And then started at the accounting firm mm-hmm. yeah because you actually helped me uh uh you you the reason i got i passed one of my classes at business school dude we were up all night i remember studied, that i remember that, I, remember that. Was, I was uh, like intermediate i don't know right? none of this broski uh for sure so shout out to you for doing that man but for you like, closet. i remember that yeah <laughs> man it was like what is what is these <laughs> this is this is a new language man uh, but for you, like, why why do you enjoy it? Like, why, why is it something that interests you? Well, I mean, it's helping people, right? So you you have the the question, and like in the beginning when we started, people have the fear. So it's, a lot of times it's lessening the fear and giving the people the power back to say, okay, yeah, I don't have to necessarily be afraid or scared of what's going on. And they can take the power back and say, all right, well, let me step out here and I can start this business. And I don't have to be, you know, waiting or thinking something bad is going to happen. So they don't they choose not to do it. So a lot of the tools that we have and, you know, just the conversations that we have with the individuals, it allows them to say, all right. I'm ready to step out here and I can do it versus. I got an idea, but I'm scared because I got so much of this unknown stuff that I'm not familiar with, and I'm I may not want to try it. Mm-hmm. And so, I, and I know this just from knowing you, right? A, a one thing that gets on your nerves is that uh, people kind of have false information, but they run with it like it's the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, mm-hmm. like you're talking about people on Instagram or just whatever. Go like buy their car, I'm buy yeah. my car. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you start know, your I, LLC and go buy the Range Rover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that dude had a lot of followers too. You know, exactly the same guy. So like, what do you think it is that people can just, is it just that, because let me ask you this way. Do you think it's a it's bigger issue because social media is what it is, right? You can like, open an account say anything people can listen or that do you think it's always been a problem with just the false information because everybody got a cousin that knows the cousin right. told them they could do xyz so i'm sure that's something you have to combat when you have your clients to come you know working with folks right i mean there's there is incorrect information and then there is not enough information hmm. i won't say you know all the social media stuff is wrong is there's a lot of it is is correct. It's just they don't give you all of it. It's just like clickbait. So they give you just the the interesting piece. Yeah, get an LLC and go buy the car. Well, why are you getting an LLC is the first thing. And then you walk in there to a dealership with this document saying that you got an LLC and you want to buy a car, they look at your salary it's like, mm, you've been watching uh, TikTok. You're watching this guy here, they, they <laughs> pull him up, they, we follow they him start, too. And, you know, and hopefully they don't just 
boot you out and you know explain to you the documents that you need and how you need to do it so you understand. But then bottom line, that doesn't make the vehicle free. You still gotta pay for it. Yeah. Right? So is it worse to have a vehicle repossessed from you? Or is it, you know, your your business? Because if you went and created a single member LLC, it's still you. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it seems like the consistent thing is that, like, to your point, these folks are offering these quick fixes or, you know, these kind of quick come ups. You know, you and, I know, you, and I, you and I know a person who was the king of the quick <laughs> come up. And it's like, but it, it always <laughs> it always backfires, though, because it's all it's like it's not going to last long. So to your point, it's like. It's clickbait, people hear it, and you never know. Again, you never know what uh what they're dealing with in, in their life, and that that's like I, they might need that kind of come up, so they'll just try it because it sounds official enough, you know. It's is is rough, right? Yeah. I mean, I get phone calls. You know, people say, "Yeah, I I, you know, I saw it, I heard it, somebody told me." I got a picture, a text or something. And, you know, I kind of explain it away. One of the big ones is the cryptocurrency stuff. Mm. So like we had a client call in and she was listening to somebody talk to her, like just a friend. And she liquidated her retirement account and like liquidated the whole thing. And it was a lot of money, a Mm. lot of it, man. Okay. She bought all cryptocurrency with it. Now she was she making got upset. poor decisions. Man. <laughs> Man. She, she got upset with the guy that was doing the taxes because he was like, I kind of I know what his reaction was because he I, I know he was like, What? What why did you do that? Because she did it in, the, in December. She did it the last week of December. He was like, do you know how much money you're about to owe? And she was like, what do you mean? He's like, you, you did it in the last week of December. You, all you have is capital gains. Your tax bill is about to be crazy because you don't have anything to offset it. And then you took all the money and you bought cryptocurrency. The, the knee-jerk reaction to be all in sometimes is is can be detrimental to, to folks. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that uh, social media gets people on because all she kept saying was i want the government to have my money and i'm doing this and i'm doing that like well you about to give them a lot of it because you're gonna owe a lot of it and you and now you don't even have cash that you can use because you gave it all well you converted it all into something else so (laughs) It's it's a it's a gift and a curse. Social media, I would just say, use it to the point of you. It's an idea. Now you know. All right, now go ask somebody that knows. Right, call right, me. Right. <laughs> Send me an email. Let me explain. Hold on, what you do? Because I literally had to tell her stop. Don't do nothing else. Right. Don't do nothing else. Because she was she was doing a lot. She did a lot of stuff. That's an, I mean, but but see, but but back on the cryptocurrency for a bit, right? Because like you said, you know, crypto, NFTs, all that is the but the new, the latest buzzwords, right? And people are, you know, getting, I guess, rich off of it. You know, it's a commercial where guys like, I'm a millionaire. And then it's like, he's like, I'm not a millionaire. He's like, I'm a millionaire. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's going up and down. But to your point, I don't think we hear about the implications from a tax standpoint before people start, you know, producing NFTs, selling, buying, things of that nature. So the virtual currency area is a monster all on its own, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we've been through training and got certified on, you know, how to deal with it as far as tax-wise. And we also have tax strategies related to it, but won't go in into depth on it, but you definitely want to make sure 
tax wise that whoever's preparing your taxes and you're, if you're involved in it, that they know what it is that they're supposed to be doing. Because right now, as it relates to that whole area, the government has not, they have not implemented any sanctions or penalties or anything on it yet. But every year they change the tax return just a little bit to collect a little more information on who's doing what with it. Mm-hmm. So for the last two years or so, the question has gotten, has gotten a little more involved. In 21, it's, it now asks, have you bought, sold, or purchased anything with virtual currency? Because they're trying to um, track all the people that are using it. Well, people don't understand because a lot of times they think the virtual currency is outside of the government and it's outside of everybody. Every virtual currency uh, wallet has to report to the government, mm-hmm. to the IRS. So, so it's not just empty money. Like it's, your information, yeah. Well, it's not money, but, it, okay. but, but your information is going somewhere, is being held somewhere. So just no no different than when your job gives you a W-2. You get the W-2, they report it on their side, you report it on your side. Mm-hmm. Those cryptocurrency holders are reporting something on their side. If you're not doing it on your side, you it's not going to be immediate, but it's coming. Yeah, because I know I saw some, I mean, and you can correct me, like, I'm feeling details, because I know there was a big uproar about Cash App a couple months ago, right, about some, you know, giving so much amount of money to somebody on Cash App, because, you know, people with small businesses, that's how they get their money, via Cash App, and I guess to your point, some folks thought maybe I get, this is kind of outside money, you know what I'm saying, that if you pay me through here, the government doesn't know about it, but you're saying they know about it, so you might as well report it as is anyway. Right, and that's, Primarily because they were coming under fire because Cash App does have a business version okay. that charges a fee, but nobody uses it. Because why would you, right? If it's just, right, because I mean, because it's, it's just it's it's just like Square and PayPal. They charge a fee because you 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 reoccurring transactions, and they're gonna submit to you a ten ninety nine uh, of all the transactions it's got. But if you're using the regular version. They ain't dragging that. Like, find me, catch me if you can, suckers. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I but got they are dragging it, right? Because if you you getting reoccurring payments all the time, you not sending no money out, but people keep sending, sending you money, money right? Yeah. And you you getting business, mm-hmm. right? So, or it could be my birthday, man. You know, people just forget to bless a. You know, what I'm saying you never know, never know. Oh, don't don't not those things. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. That's a great. That's a lot of saying. He's like, it's my birthday. Here's my cash app. Uh, I'm glad you got a cash app. I, I, I don't know. I might try that. That's great for you. I think it might get a couple bucks out. I'm gonna give you some money, man. You know what I'm saying? Post it online. Make it rain. I'm gonna stop. See, this is, we getting off the rails, man. But uh, but but Chris, man, I know we could talk all day about accounting, what people need to do, and I do. And I'm sure people, folks have some questions. So why don't you give us your contact information, man, so people can reach out to you? So if you got any questions, tax related, or you want to get entities set up, we do payroll, sales tax, the whole nine. Or you just got something you want to run past me. Uh, you can email me at ck21inc at gmail.com that just give you a direct line to me um, or Facebook, Instagram, ck21inc and you know that it'll come directly to me and uh, that's the quickest way to get to me once you get bogged down in uh, any website or through the business emails. I'm down. Well, Broski, I appreciate you being on the Super Duper Pod, man. Been a long time coming. Yeah, we, we got to do it again. And yes, uh, I know we go all over the place because there's so many topics, but uh, yeah, we can uh, we can do something a little more specific. I, I feel like I'm in a in an elite crowd now 
Now that, I, now that I've been on the show. Oh, stop it. See, you got yeah. your logo on your shirt. Now you're talking crazy. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you, man. Appreciate you got, your family. It's a, it's a long list of uh, very highly esteemed people that have been on, on the podcast. And now hey. I can. Yeah. Hey, hey, man. You know, we had to scrape the bottom of the barrel. So thanks for joining. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you, too. And I know you do some good work out there, man. So thanks for joining the pod. All right. I want to thank my broski, Christopher Coons, for joining us today on the Super Duper Pod, talking about the taxes, talking about being a better steward of your business personally and professionally. Um, Edge, you got anything you want to add, man? I wish I talked to him before I did my taxes. You know, <laughs> it's all good. Shout out to Uncle Sam. He going to get his. He got definitely. me. Man, he gets he gets everybody, man. Yeah. But again, thank you for listening, checking out the Super Duper Pod. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Super Duper Pod, S U P A D U P A P O D, and online at HP fifty three Productions Remember, you got two for one this week, so check us out in a couple of days for a new episode. Uh, remember, take care of yourselves and each other. God bless you. This is the Super Duper Podcast. On this campaign is a suicide if you know that bringing hope here is how careers die or do the case stand for kamikaze for jay silent is everywhere you can feel them falling sure lately i've been up late with what? demons in my basement trying to get me to hate this what? life thinking i should be further and then i choke up as soon as i got silent then the truth spoke up this said how you know you ain't perfect let that soak up and soak in you know how you know that you're blessed i woke up I woke up.